Hey, this is Carlos Sanchez, PBA captain from the San Francisco chapter, and you're listening to VS Podcast. Represento mi bandera, lo grito por donde quiera, mexicano 100% no existe ni una barrera, mucho menos no separa una frontera, con papel o sin papeles yo vivo a mi manera, no me importa en cualquier país, si el celo se pone negro gris, escuchando a Gerardo Ortiz, celebrando fiestas patrias con dos Genesis, cantamos mariachi y en acapela, miramos a diario con los jefes, la pinche novela. Hola amigos de Pancho Villas Army, a very special happy Father's Day to all of our members, uh, padres out there who have one, two, maybe ten kids. I mean, there's some of you out there that have a lot of niños out there. Happy Father's Day. Uh, and if you uh, also have, you know, fur animals, four-legged animals, dogs, cats, same thing, man. You guys are parents as well. Happy Father's Day to todos. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying a good day, enjoying a relaxing day. If you enjoy, uh, you know, cold beers, if you enjoy sports. Uh, or if you're just a fan of being lazy, today <laughs> is your day, man. Enjoy it. Soak it up. Uh, let me tell you a little about my day today. Uh, the Suns played. They won. They won the first game of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so good. I mean, we're excited for them. But again, watch, watch them. Cold beers, some pizza, some wings, and, and doing a podcast right now. So this is definitely a dream Father's Day for me. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and introduce our guest today, man. So um, I have a guest who's not only... He's got two jobs. He's going to be my guest, and he's a co-host. So he's going to be playing <laughs> dual Rudy, man. But uh, give a warm welcome to our uh, very own captain of San Francisco Battalion, Carlos Sanchez. Uh, Carlos, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Father's Day to you, too. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Dude. And it's, uh, it's been, you know, I mean, we do. it's one of those days that we don't get a lot of time off. A lot of, a lot of fathers out there are probably even working and grilling yeah. and doing all the work también. You know, it's what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> so thanks for uh, taking the time to join me today, man. Um, you know, I know that, you know, we've been trying to connect and we're actually trying to work on getting a couple other guests. Right. But, you know, I just for some reason we couldn't align the schedules. But for this one, I thought, hey, you know what? It's still a good opportunity to introduce one of our other captains uh, from the Bay Area. Um, so, Carlos, like all of our episodes, tell us a little bit about yourself. I called your origin story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, uh, four years ago, we um I uh, decided to uh, uh, jump in and uh, start a chapter here in San Francisco. We thought it was important to be represented in the Bay Area. And uh, literally, man, I just called up uh, El Coronel and I was like, hey, man, we want to be a part of PVA. And he just said, hey, uh, come down because uh, they had a game here in San Francisco. And he said, gather some of your friends, come over to Logo and start having fun. And so four years ago, this whole thing started. We didn't know it was going to grow like this. Uh, and uh, we've had so much fun, man. We've met so many people. Uh, our our love for the game has grown. You know, we've learned so much. And uh, um, it's something super exciting and super cool to do. Man, that's amazing, bro. So four years ago, um, just starting it off. So wh wh where are you guys at right now? How many total, like, you know, consistent, you know, members do you have that you're constantly, you know, hanging out and doing things with? Yeah, so it fluctuates, but they're solid five people. Um, my younger brother, Emmanuel, uh, Juanito, um, and then we have Tony, uh, who are constantly, you know, we, we when we don't throw parties, we get together. You know, yeah. we, we kind of go to each other's houses. I know they're, they're girlfriends. Uh, they're my boys, pretty much, you know, like uh, all the decisions that we make are in unity. You know, like uh, they're, I'm I'm the, the, the captain, but in reality, like we all make decisions, you know, like lower wise is uh, what we're going to do. Like we have a chat and we kind of just, we all, we all have decisions, you know, we all make yeah. decisions for the club. So. It's five people, but 
in any good game like Copa Ora, we, we gather more than 80 people in one yeah. place. Yeah, so it's like, uh, um, you know, there's never a lack of donations, never lack of uh, parties, never lack of uh, just anything that any club has. You know, like uh, if we say, hey, we need money for a, for a manta or for drums or whatever, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're well represented. So, and we have the cool thing about San Francisco, unlike maybe another chapter, is we have people that are not Mexican that come with us. You know, Centroamericanos, we have. One of my best friends, Mark, is, you know, he's white from San Jose. He's a big supporter of the club. I have other friends that come over and they say, hey, as long as they're not playing the U.S. national team, we'll support Mexico, you know? So, like, <laughs> yeah. and of course, the girlfriends come that are not even, like, you know, Mexicans, you know, they could yeah. be Asians, whatever. But so it's a good a good mixture, you know? It's uh, it's fun. It's interesting. That's awesome, bro. And I think um, in your on your site, right? And actually, you know what? Let me just pull it up real quick, dude. Let's pull up your Instagram. Um, I think there's a picture. Uh, is it the four of you probably in this picture, dude? And I know, I know Juanito. I think he's. We had him actually do a video for for Charlene Coral. He yeah. asked her a question. Uh, that that was pretty cool. So um, here, pulling it up right now. Are these the the ones you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. 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 So the guy on the left, all the way on the left, that's my younger brother Emmanuel. Um, he's the one that we kind of just started this. Came out with the logo and everything. And uh, behind him is Tony. Tony is one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, he loves to drink. He loves to party. He's so cool, man, that when he, he travels for work, yeah. when he's away, he literally will call the bar we're at and he'll send us beer. You know, he'll send a bucket. He'll send us, like, whatever. Um, and then, you know, Juanito all the way right. Without Juanito, there's no party. He brings the drums. He's super passionate about soccer. You know, like, uh, uh, I can... If we have a cookout, they come to my house, we can literally talk about soccer all four hours you know that we're yeah. together he's very passionate guys and uh and uh but don't get it twisted like if people often say that you know because they come to my apartment and we talk we don't we do podcasts or we just watch this our game they think that we're exclusive but we love everybody you know all you have to do is spend time like they do uh and, and you, you're part of the, the captaincy you know you're part of the leadership in pbs San Francisco. but uh, yeah these are the this is the core of of, of pbsf that's awesome, bro. Yeah, and I and I see the you know take take a look at some of the photos. I know that we put that in your when we introduce you, but you know again, it's it's really cool how much you've expanded over the four years and the amount of influence you guys have done uh, for not only of course PVA and California, but the San Francisco Bay Area. Man, that is dude, that's a place that I can tell you, man. I I can go there anytime, and it just there's something new to do. That's such yeah. a, an amazing town. How long have you been been in, in San Francisco now? So. I came here when I was seven years old from Puebla, Mexico. So I'm 42 now. Well, 35, I'd like to say, but 42. <laughs> I feel so 35. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much all my life, you know, I've, I've lived in Baltimore, New York, in Ohio, um, in Europe. Uh, I've always come back here, man. Like you said, it. like it's such an amazing place, you know. It's beautiful. I mean, you, you find everybody living in such a small place. People don't realize this. It's only seven miles by seven miles, right? But everybody's kind of living together. Neighborhoods are different. Uh, the food is unbelievable. I don't think there's any other place in the world where there's so much amazing, delicious food so close by, you know? Yeah. So no, culture-wise, I... it's ridiculous. No, dude, I, I mean, I can definitely attest to that, man. I think there's this food of, of, from all over the world. I mean, just, you, you don't even have to drive. I mean, you can literally walk and yeah. enjoy. And, you know, you're in different parts of the town. Um, 
But that's awesome, bro. So you said you're originally from Puebla, though, right? Yeah, I was born in uh, in Puebla, Puebla in Mexico. Uh, and then uh, my father migrated to uh, to the U.S. because of, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so he came over, and then uh, we 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 followed, and uh, he lived in San Francisco. So we landed in San Francisco, and what a blessing that was, man! Like. Uh, and I, I say blessing because, like, uh, I've had the pleasure of traveling quite a bit, and uh, I always come back uh, to San Francisco, you know. And I always realize how beautiful it is. Not not when I was younger, but you know, you realize how amazing the city is for its people, its culture, everything that has gone through. Like things that happen in the U.S. have to come to San Francisco or L.A., right? Like it, that's yeah. just it. Like I'll tell you a funny story, man. I was in in Paris two years ago. And I couldn't get a cab to my hostel. I didn't want to get a, a cab. I wanted to jump on one of those motorcycles and, you know, go to my hostel. But it was dangerous. So the cops were like, nah, I don't do it. Anyway, long story yeah. short, I wait in line. I get in the cab. And uh, I have my San Francisco hat. I'm always representing the city. And the cab driver's like, oh, uh, what does SF mean, you know? And I go, San Francisco Giants. And I said, uh, he's like, you're from California? I said, yeah. I said, the most beautiful city in the world. And the guy literally stopped the, 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 the cab <laughs> and he turned around. And he said in his broken English, you do realize you're in Paris, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Paris second is second biggest. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're unique, you know, we are, yeah. you know, we have a little everything for such a small city, but I, I come to realize, man, like not because I, I live here, but San Francisco is beautiful, man. Yeah. And every oh, state yeah. and every, everything you can think of, San Francisco has got it, you know, and it, it is, thank God we don't have hot weather. Otherwise we would be in Miami or San Diego, you know, but yeah. no. I love the fog. I love the warriors. I love everything that has to do with the Bay, man. Like, I'm so yeah. proud of the Bay. Like, it's ridiculous. And yeah. and everybody everybody from the chapter is the same way, you know? Juanito, uh, Tony, we're, we're all, we all rep the Bay hard. You know, they might like another team, football team, but at the end, they, it's home, you know? Like, uh, and I know LA has the same thing. I know other states have the same thing, but I think we go a little bit overboard, you know, because we're such, you know, we just trend on things, you know, like... Uh, we don't really look outside. We're kind of snobby in that way. You know, we're kind of like San Francisco, so we're super proud. And that translates over to PBASF, you know. We literally think we're the coolest <laughs> because we're in San Francisco. Hey, man, you know what? You got you got, to, you got to come up with, you know, you got to feel that way, dude. I mean, if you're representing your city, you have that pride. And, and, and plus, more than anything, dude, I mean, it's hard It's hard to compete with the San Francisco because, I mean, first of all, yes, it's beautiful. I, you know, the weather, the food, the culture. Uh, but man, I mean, you guys have to hustle to be able to live in that beautiful I city, mean, dude. It's not cheap, bro. No, no, no. I mean, to go out, you're spending between parking and a meal with, let's say, uh, you out with your lady, you're dropping 80, 100 bucks a day, like just in like two, three hours, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it has its downs and ups, but it's home, you know? So, it's not like I can say I want to get out of here. I want to move away. Nah. No, I mean, there's a reason why you're still there, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's worth it. Um, to be able to to pay that, you know that that not only you, you know the luxury of, of living there because it is it's 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 one of a kind, bro. Like it's it blows I mean, your I, mind. We always complain, right? But like today's <laughs> like we've had three beautiful days, and when I drive down and I see the downtown, I see the bridge. I literally tell myself, this is why it's worth it. You know, this is why. Or I go to the park and I see all nationalities just walking by, dating each other and stuff, and I'm like, this is why this is so worth it. You yes. know, it's just that this is why it's amazing. This is why I pay half, you know, of my salary and rent on for a shitty small place. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, but you know what? Again, that's where you have to make those adjustments. And it's again, it's what you pay for um, to be in such a such a wonderful place. Uh, 
You know, you you talked about, you know, again, four years ago, meeting up with Coronet, just getting started, you know, the, the, the solid four core of you making things happen there. Um, but, you know, you, you did mention, we talked earlier, you know, before the podcast and, you, you know, you, you, you kind of told me that it wasn't like soccer wasn't like your first love, your first sport, no. right? Like, like it no. was kind of later on in your life when you finally realized that your passion and, and your love for soccer. Yeah. 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 So, um, like for when I was younger, of course, like in Puebla, my dad took us to the stadium and, you know, I had a connection there, but, uh, living in the States, it was always like baseball, you know, like in, in middle school and elementary is baseball. And then, um, so I grew up, I started swimming and running track and started playing rugby. And so soccer was never like my thing, you know, it was kind of, I kind of looked down on it, you know, as an immigrant, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, but as I grew older in 1994, um, I had my first real experience with my dad, watch, he, he had a cookout and he was watching Mexico versus El Salvador. And I strictly remember going, wow, why is, why is everybody so interested in this, you know? Yeah. And after that game, I literally started reading the newspapers. I started, I'm, I'm very technical and passionate. So whatever I, I find, I grind on it, man. Like I'm, I'm in 100%, I, like I'm all in or, or nothing, right? And so I remember starting reading the papers and going to my dad and asking him questions. And I was like, oh, so we're represented by the Mexican team? Like, what the, f you know, this is yeah, great. Tell blah, blah. So I started going on that. And um, the World Cup came in. And this is, this is how bad it is. It's kind of embarrassing. My mom had take one tickets on the radio station to watch. Um, I think it was Brazil versus, I don't know, Korea or Nigeria, one of these teams. And none of my brothers wanted to go. So she took her niece to the stadium <laughs> in Stanford. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine like a World Cup game? And I was like, nah, I'll stay home. I'm yeah. I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah. But from there, like my, my, my passion grew and, uh, like it exploded, man. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. you know, I went to college and I, I, I followed, you know, it's a different story, but I've literally followed the Mexican national team and I can say all over, you know, yeah. I've South America, um, Japan, um, uh, I've been, you know, to Mexico, Canada, you know, whatever, like I just became very passionate. And then I realized there's nothing better than enjoying watching it with other Mexican people or people yeah, that like yeah. the national team. So, I mean, I, I had a trip to, uh, to Argentina when I was younger and, uh, I managed to go to, uh, La Bombonera and that thing, the tickets were like two bucks and it was against, uh, Rosarito. And I remember they're like, Hey, you pay two dollars, you'll see what the crowd would like, what they call the popular popular. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, I want to I mean, sing in there. Like I, I didn't have no idea what it was, you know. Yeah. So I went to, I, I jumped, I went to the stadium, and I couldn't believe the passion. Like yeah. it stank, it bred, it, like the, the, you know, people knew everything from like a original shirt and and like a fake and not only that, but the singing and the constant jumping, and I was like. Dios mío, we can have this for the Mexican team. We'd be world champions, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. And and it was I didn't understand how the the, uh, the the away team would sing and they would respond and and instantly. And I was like, wow, like I want that. So I came back to San Francisco and I had this idea. I was just a kid, you know, but I was uh, I followed Pachuca and and I was like, they had a like, one of the first barras in Mexico. And I, I was like, I want that. That's what I want. I want to support hardcore. Like, I want to support yeah. push. I want all my boys to come out, get drunk, and just support like <laughs> unison. So I became very passionate, man. Uh, um, yeah. I actually I did a, 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 a manta for the first time when El Salvador came and played Mexico in Candlestick in '94, '95. Okay. And uh, since that day, man, I'm all about like 
you know, yes. flares, humo, uh, las mantas. Todo, man. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. So I'm very, religiously, I get up, man, and I read about soccer. Yeah. I read about soccer, rugby, and boxing, but religi- I can tell you I, who slept with who, who got sold <laughs> in, in the Mexican. Like, I only follow two leagues, yeah? uh, the Premier and the Mexican League, and I yeah. really don't have anything, any time for anything else. And I can tell you the players from Puebla all the way down to Club America, who's sleeping awesome. with who, who got transferred where. <laughs> Who uh, got kicked out? Who's no longer a team? Who's living? Who's homeless now? Blah blah blah. You know that's how Man, much. You I- got yeah. You're you're really all in. Like it's all. It's basically do you basically consume it both. You know online. You have your sources, but you also buy like you know radio, pod, oh, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, everything. Six games one Sunday, bro. I'm watching all six of them. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just want to watch the green pitch and I want to play. I want to see soccer. I want to. I can. Well, yeah, know. dude. It's a lot of energy, like you said, dude. I don't think you would have. You know, you have time for anything else. You know. No. I mean, no. <laughs> I think, you know, the team, you know, I know that San Francisco doesn't have an MLS team, but, you know, the, the San Jose is nearby. Uh, but even then, dude, I mean, I can imagine it's, you know, you, you're, you, your time is so freaking consumed by and, everything else. It's hard. And we talk about that with Juanito because he's from San Jose. He supports the uh, San Jose uh, earthquakes. And yeah, and I, it's not like we put him down or anything, but I literally say, hey, man, I honestly don't have time to like. Yeah. And I'm so San Francisco that I don't see myself supporting another city. Like yeah. I just. I just don't do that, you know. So, but it's hard. It is consumption, and uh, you definitely need a lot of energy to be uh, a captain of a of of PBA. Any captain, of I know there's a lot of a lot of a lot that goes into it, you know. And you have to be super yeah. passionate, and just you have to live for it, you know. And uh, I think I'm in the right place when I say that I'm blessed to be able to watch games with my boys all the time, you know, and just. Enjoy well, I know I know the uh, the LA LA game is coming up here, right? Fourth of July weekend. I can just imagine the amount of energy that's going to come from all of our members, dude. Especially yeah. all in California, dude. I mean, I see I've seen other members getting shuttle buses and, and just yeah. starting to, you know, caravan to go out there, dude. It's gonna go. I'm, I'm dude. It's gonna be probably one of them, you know, out of out of this year so far because we had some pretty good turnout. This one's gonna be by far yeah. the blowout one. Yeah. Um, and- I mean, you you know, I can imagine you're, you guys are you have guys going and you guys are planning, but uh, it's gonna be nuts, dude. Especially after that 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 loss, that just hurts thinking yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have a lot of energy to to burn because of that last game, también. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So uh, speaking of that, dude, I mean, and we can transition. But before we transition, actually, into more of that, dude, um, you did mention Liga MX and how you you know you really consume yourself in that. Uh, what's so is Puebla your team? Is that where you're from? Yeah, is that your team? so funny story with that. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, um, uh, my dad took us to uh, Puebla versus uh, Club America in Estadio Cuauhtémoc. So I'm a kid, you know, and I still don't grasp the whole thing, but my dad's super excited. He's a you know, he supports Puebla. Obviously, I support Puebla as well. I was born there, and my dad uh, supports Puebla, but my younger brother loves Club America, and I never understood that. Why, but anyway, nope, so nobody understands. Yeah. Half time, uh, probably getting destroyed. I think it was two zero half time, and uh, my dad takes us out, and he's like, "I'm gonna buy some stickers and shirts and whatever." And so my brother gets a Club America sticker, and I wanted a public sticker, but they didn't have any stickers left. So they gave me uh, the only they had you know other teams, and I remember I saw the Club Pachuca sticker, and I said, "That can I get this?" And he's like, "Yeah, but that's Pachuca, you know, blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, I want this." So being a kid, you know, I put that on my bed. And for some reason, I started liking Club Pachuca, you know? And <laughs> and since that day, I've been a hardcore Pachuca supporter. I mean, wow. I mean I'm mean, i telling you, like, uh, when they won La, La Copa um, 
Sudamericana, I was in tears, bro. And I lived in Baltimore at the time, and I remember I got super drunk and I was by myself. And yeah. you know, I have I bought every single shirt. I've gone to the Pachuca Stadium, you know, plenty of times. And like, uh, just like I told you earlier, like I'm 100% when I'm invested, I'm like. Yeah. You know that nasty girlfriend that needs the love all the time, and I'm always like <laughs> paying attention. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm I support Puebla and I support Pachuca. Um, That's awesome. Not a lot of fun because they've gone to second division a lot, a lot of uh, a lot more of heartache too. Yeah, more than anything. So, but you know, I, that that those are my loves. Uh, from the Premier League, I'm a Liverpool supporter, huge Liverpool supporter. Oh, so you and Coronel are best friends, man. Oh yeah, I can't stop talking about him, man. That's his yeah. that's his team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, that, that's how we've uh, we linked up as well. Um, I used to go to. Um, I've been to uh, Anfield a couple of times. Uh, I, I'm not pretty well known, but I, I, I between supporter clubs in Liverpool, like uh, I'm the the Mexican Liverpoolian. Um, you know, I don't think after Mexican MX teams, there's nothing more that I love than than Liverpool. You know, and it's just one of those things that the team kind of chooses you. You know, when you have people ask you, how come you you like. Uh, you know, Barcelona and stuff, and people go, I don't know, because of Ronaldo, whatever. Uh, you know, I have my deep roots in in, in Liverpool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so those are the teams that I, uh, you know, like, I die for pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true, man. A lot of times, you know, we, we don't, you know, it, it's probably different for all of us, right? But there is some kind of connection somehow. And, I mean, yours was, or Pachuca was a sticker, right? And it yeah. started with a sticker, uh, and then you just connected with them, you know, like growing up, you know, for me, it was definitely the teams that were that were big. You know, like I said, I was, uh, and I keep saying, and people give me a hard time for this because I was a 49er fan growing up. Nice. Uh, and you know, I get because of Montana, because in Rice and Young, mm. and they were just they were just freaking awesome, man. They were just amazing teams. Uh, but then the same thing with the Bulls and everything. You know, that I just you kind of follow those teams because they're the they're the best athletes, the best players. But there is definitely some connection when you find something even more in common, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not your typical the popular team. Um, so for uh, for me, I think for the you know EPL team, I didn't I didn't have a team until Chicharito went there, and then of mm-hmm. course I became a Manchester United fan. <laughs> um, but I know, sorry man, again, Coronel gives me a hard time, but that's how it is, man. We've got an origin story somehow. <laughs> uh, it could be worse. I could be an America fan, you know, but I'm not. Yeah, no, 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 don't go that way. <laughs> but that's so cool that you're Pachuca. Yeah, we just had, you know, uh, Briz Mata. Um, you know, she's a she's a big big supporter as well. I mean, I think she even records her going to all the matches. And, and again, you know, Pachuca had a great outing this time around. They had yeah. a lot of upsets, dude. And, and they, we, I was pulling for them and, and Cruz Azul. Um, throughout the whole, after the Chivas got this, after the Chivas exited quickly, um, but you know, again, good, good. What did you, what, what did you think about the Cruz Azul victory? Were you, were you cheering for them? Were you against them? What were your thoughts in the final? I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Like I was so happy, even though Juanito's gonna kill me when he hears this because he's from Santos. But <laughs> I just, I was just so happy for them. You know what they've gone through as an institution. I mean, when I was a kid, I saw them win, and they had they were the big team, you know, against Nakatsa and all this. The the finals in in the last decade were just mental. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I know what they mean for Mexico City. You know, that's a big club, bro. Like, um, you know, La Máquina is one of the OG clubs in, in Mexico City. So I was rooting for them, even though yeah. my heart was like, I hope Juanito's happy and they win. But the, the, this last final man, this was amazing for me because I had Puebla, Pachuca. Uh, um, Cruz Azul at the end and yeah. Santos so like four teams that I actually like so at the end when I was watching the final with my brothers I said I was literally in tears going this is the beauty of soccer you know because if Santos wins good for them they did they came back yeah. 
but Crusoe wins. What a what a story, right? Like what a what an amazing story. So it was amazing. Good for them. Uh, they they wanted it. They needed it. You know. And uh, I hope they can repeat again. They still have a good team, man. And uh, a yeah. lot of young prospects on that team. For everything, everybody from uh, Santi. I'm a big fan of him. I hope he comes up and. Uh, he can replicate some of what his dad did, but uh, I mean, he he's also going, wants to play for Mexico, so that's a good thing. And uh, I think he's got potential, so I hope to get more minutes in Cruz Azul. Uh, but yeah, what a great story! That, that yeah. this this final was amazing. It was good. It made a lot of people happy. The only thing, <coughs> excuse me, the only thing is that um, we're not going to shut these guys up for a whole another <laughs> hotel, but. Yeah, they they own it for now until the next, you know, the next torneo and you know, we'll see what happens. But to your to your point, man, yeah, they still have a solid core team and you know, unless something crazy happens with injuries and out of, you know, something that just, you know, throws it off, um, if they continue that, that you gotta watch out. You know, they can they can yeah. they can be a powerhouse for a while. Um, but yeah, you know, again, that's exciting stuff. I mean, now, you know, again, let's just go back to now the La Selección, dude. So we just had a couple, you know, a couple uh, matches to start off the year. Finally able to see fans in the stadiums. Or, you know, the, it's it's coming it's coming back to normal. But um, you know, the Selección, the Selección this year has been has been spotty, bro. And then of course, uh, I don't know. You know, I felt I felt like they were building momentum before you know before the last uh, you know friendlies and leading up to this year. Uh, but dude, it's it's I don't know. What are your thoughts of the current state of La Selección, man? What do you it's, think? It's so crazy because um, I'm not even. You know, this is gonna sound like I'm snobby, but I <laughs> always feel like when the U.S. is doing good, it fluctuates, and we do bad, and it's just that's what it is. You know, like for some reason, if you look at what the what we did the last four years, we humiliated the U.S. Right? Yeah. And now, so I had that feeling, and also the um, the fact that the we're getting older as a national team. We're getting really old. I mean, you have Guardado, you have uh, our defense is kind of old. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that that's always affected the national team, you know, like the defense and the midfield. At this last game, we lost the midfield at the second half, which means that players are getting tired. We cannot keep up with the momentum. You know, there's not that much creativity. I mean, Guardado is not going to make it to the World Cup. And he was the little engine that could, right? And yeah. and so who who would you put in as a replacement for him? We don't have anybody that can take that position. We have people, but we don't have anybody in what else caliber. Yeah. You know, we don't have um, uh, uh, anybody uh, a Marcus who can you know dictate the defense and just with his presence, you know, scare people off or be tough. And you know, we don't have that midfield. We don't have uh, if you know statistics reading wise, the left side is where most of the goals for national team come from. Our left is kind of like if you if the left players get injured, who are you going to replace it with? I look down the list and it's like the Olympic team better kick some serious serious but this 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 Olympic, you know. And uh, we better push some of these kids over because we don't have players, you know. And with that, I don't I don't want to get into too much drama in here, but I'm not a fan of bringing Funes Mori into the national team, you know. He is uh, naturalizado. Um, I believe that we have enough talent in Mexico to bring somebody. He's not doing good. He he he's has a bad spell with Monterrey. Um, yeah. You know, if he was top scorer the last two seasons, a tipo de Guignac, I'd be like, hey, by all means, you know, thank you for joining us. But Chicharito's better than him. And that's and what I, I was gonna say. That sounds like your team, Chicharito, right? I'm I'm definitely I'm with you there, man. I think like, why are we giving up on him? Yeah, but dude, it's dude Chicharito. It's funny, dude. He's like the you know all-time goal scorer. He's earned the respect, right? 
but I feel like he still gets disrespected. Like people, people quickly that's, forget, bro. That that's that's the Mexican in us, right? Like uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever read a um, Octavio Paz, but he, he wrote a book about you know just trashing Mexicans, but in a in a positive way. I call it trashing, but he more explains how Mexicans are born and and that's our thing, right? We we're very like uh, if we if we see like a foreigner come into Mexico. We're like, oh, welcome, oh, you know, the foreigner, blah, blah. And it's almost, the, you can almost translate that into, like, being submissive. But no, yeah. we're, just, we're just very, like, oh, el, el foraño, you know, the, he's great. Oh, he likes our tortillas, he likes our tacos. And, but on our own Mexican people, we're like, ah, that's weird, you know. Yeah. But if you think about it, with everything that Chicharito's done, I mean, people forget, he, he's been to Real Madrid. He's won the Premier League. I mean, he's done some amazing, crazy stuff. Yeah. But but we forget that as soon as he, you know, he, you know, he becomes a little diva. We we forget that, and that that's just a very, we're very tough. We're very yeah. tough. I mean, I, I love soccer so much, football, but I mean, like, we were in the, we we saw Moreno and Herrera and, and Tecatito. I mean, Juanito. I mean, uh, Juanito was on that on that conversation. But if I would have seen him the first time, I would have said it was like, you guys are gods to me. So, yeah. you know, thank you for everything that you've done. I mean, I would have had a million, I'd probably cry, yeah. you know, but that's because I think I've had the pleasure of living soccer in Europe, in South America, where it's different. But, and, and those South Americans, they, they would hardly ever insult their own players, you know, like I'll give you an example. So Messi. Messi sings the national anthem and he's kind of like, you know, get me out of here. You know, I lived all my life in Barcelona and Spain, you know, I, I don't have this connection. But they would never insult them as much as we would, you know. We miss, there's a Mexican player that missed a penalty and we pound on them. You know, you idiot, he sucks, get him out of here, un tronco no sirve. And I'm like, yeah. wait, bro, like... You forget everything else he did. Yeah. You forget all, this, all the goals yeah. he scored. And that's how I felt about Guardado, dude. I, honestly, I was like, oh, man, I was heartbroken. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, it could have happened to anybody, right? Yeah. I, and I think for that penalty, I did, he, I believe he played it safe. Um, you know, dude, looking at that goalie, that guy, that goalie was tall, dude. That guy, that yeah. goalie can literally... I was like, you got to go for those <laughs> angles, dude. You can't, like... Oh man, that was heartbroken. But to the but, point, right? A lot of play, a lot of a lot of fight, a lot of Mexicanos are probably like, get him out. He's no good, right? It's like, dude, don't do you forget about this guy? He's a principito, dude. This yeah. guy has, this guy has freaking miles, man. This guy's been through a lot. He gave up uh, his life to go to Europe. Yeah, all his life, and and just he's probably the one of the proudest. Remember when the. Uh, um, uh, Jurgen Diam scored that goal against Honduras and he took the shirt off and Guardado went over and picked up the shirt. He's like, no, 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 don't ever throw the shirt. Like, yeah, that's how he, passionate he's a captain. He's a captain. Yeah. He's, teaches the young guys. Yeah, man. I, uh, dude, it, it's one of those things. But to your point, I think this is this is this is definitely one of those times. And, and it's funny, you're catching a pattern. I agree. Time where Mexico is king and rules, and then the US gets a spell, and then we do. I honestly I hope that's not the case. I hope it's <laughs> not a changing of the guards for the CONCACAF. Um, but you know, I think Mexico needs to put the pilas on, dude. And you mentioned you mentioned there was you know the the kind of the center is the area that we're lacking, dude. I think was lacking was really this the goal, dude. We had we weren't able. Yeah. But maybe no, to your good. point, maybe to your point, the center was not helping feed the ball to get the the positions of goal. But honestly, I think it's because of um, Jimenez out. Um, you know, uh, putting Chucky. I know Chucky is talented and he can do a lot. But honestly, he you know. He's a temporary nine. I don't think he's gonna be. He's, he's yeah. a solution there. Um, he's he's gonna be more of a disruptor, you know, on, on the sides and his speed and, and and all that. 
Um, so I feel like, you know, Jimenez comes back and hopefully he comes back because, you know, we don't know yet. We haven't seen him play in his, his, his recovery. But, uh, yeah, man, we have to find those goals, dude. We haven't found in goal yet, man. I'm going to I'm gonna add one more thing to that. So I'm all about numbers, man. Like, I'm very analytical. I, I track numbers down. Like, it's almost like baseball. So the national team, Mexico, is one of the teams in the world that has more possession than anybody else, right? We love possession. We'll control the ball. We can lose games but have more possession. When that possession number goes down, we do bad, really bad. Our last three games, our possession has been going down and down and down. And that means that we're more open. We create more opportunities, which has been happening, right? Because we, we created so many opportunities, which is couldn't score. But that's the trend that I'm looking at. I don't want to be that guy that tells you this, but we are going to struggle if we continue with this during the I World Cup qualifier. Yeah. So, my, you know, just write, them, write it down. When yeah. you're putting money down or anything, just be like, oh, you know what, Carlos, he told me that uh, we're going to struggle. But it looks like that's going to happen. But hopefully not. I'm just looking at but the But there's numbers. hope. There's hope. I mean, the, the, what you're saying, right, is like oh, yeah. right now, if we continue the same pattern, yes, right? But there, if we can find a way to continue, you know, go back to possession that we have, re recover the center, but then we'll start to connect more, right, and, and really find that good mix. But, yeah. yeah I, think kind of, I, I want Mexico to win every single game. Even if it's yeah. a marble game, I want Mexico to win. But... <laughs> Sometimes numbers don't lie, you know. Anyway. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to beat it, though, man. You know what? If he, yeah, because yeah, as we know, possession does not win games. I mean, you see, no. you know, that's all. But you see a trend with Mexico, and that usually helps them out. That's a, it's a big indicator. Um, all right, man. Well, you know, let's transition into, um, you know, you talked about other sports that you, you know, enjoy as well. You know, before soccer, and now you're all in. But you know, one of the sports that you mentioned, which is interesting, that stood out to me. I don't know a lot of uh, rugby, rugby, rugby fans, right? <laughs> Usually, when I think of rugby, I think of somebody like in South Africa, Australia, yeah. even the UK, right? You know, Europe, you know, and, and overseas. Um, I know that there's fans here in the U.S., you know, and all that, but not to the not to the caliber, right, of, of you yeah. see overseas. So how did you get connected with that, man? Well, tell me about like, your, so, your love. So, you know, living in the Bay Area, the first interaction I ever had with rugby was uh, uh, in the park. We were playing soccer, and uh, I literally saw these huge dudes just running. And I was like, it was my dad. I was with my dad, and I said, what is that? He's with rugby. He's like, oh. You know, I was like, probably like 14, 13 and so long story short, my brother played football in high school and I couldn't make the team. And so they said, oh, for those of you that run, because I was in the track team, and like, for you guys that run, there is a rugby, they were trying to make a rugby league in high school. And they said, oh, you can try out for the rugby team. So I went, I tried out, you know, they, they take everybody in rugby because you meet people, you know. So they took me in and I liked it. But that was just like, I didn't play any games. I just kind of learned how to throw the ball, and that was it. Fast forward a couple of years, and uh, uh, I'm in I'm in college, and I meet this Irish girl. And during the summer, we had a thing, and she goes back to Ireland, and uh, you know we're like you know puppy love and whatever. And she says uh, you should try to come over to to Ireland. And so I talked to the department, and they said, well, you know, there's no real program in that school. But if you try out for the rugby team, we can send you out there with uh, a little bit of money. So all I had to do was say I play rugby, and they take they took me. And next thing you know, I'm flying to Ireland on a one-year visa to go to school to be with this girl and, and play rugby. So you know, I was very, you know, I was I was strong, I was young, and um, 
So I'm reading in the library, you know, blah, 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 rugby before, because uh, I had two months before school started. So I'm reading, watching videos, and literally I show up to the field and they're like, oh, uh, you know, at the time it was interesting because they, they, uh, a Canadian guy showed up uh, and, and the guy from New Zealand and me. And so the, the war in the college was that they were hiring international, you know? <laughs> so there's this Kiwi who was, uh, you know, 6'6", six, six, you know, 350 pounds, this Canadian who's 6'2", and then there's me who I'm 5'8", and, you know, 250 pounds, and can run like a bullet. So we're fear, you know? And, uh, you know, Ireland, it's, it's like Mexico. It's a farming country, you know, uh, Catholic, heavy drinking, good, good times. Yeah, and so I started, you know, so uh, they used to call me the bullet because I would just grab the ball, close my eyes and ram myself into whatever is possible. So I started excelling in rugby, you know, like uh, I started doing good. I made it to a traveling team um, and that was, you know, became my my love because, you know, I was doing good in the sport that really Mexicans don't play rugby, you know, and everywhere that I went to either. And here's a funny story. It was so it was being in Ireland was so amazing that one day we had the, my first game was the derby between uh, I was living in a, in a city called um, Westmead Mullingar and Longford was the next town over so there was a big rivalry between those two towns so my first game I joined the local team and I had to play against that game I got my ass kicked on that game I mean literally destroyed I mean I had cuts on my head I was all pushed up I got hit once anyway it's customary that the winning team takes out or invites the other team over to their house and gets some drunks and they take food for them and a big camaraderie, right? Yeah. So after that, we, we drank, we, we partied, then we go out to a club. And once everybody's drunk, a fight breaks out between the two teams. And I'm not talking about like, a, you know. Like a push, like a push each other. Yeah, like, like so not like, like two guys going. I'm talking about like our 50 like boys. 50 boys. <laughs> we're going at it I mean the police came and they couldn't stop it and the police jumped into one of the phone booths just so he wouldn't get like beat up right wow so this is going on and you know some big boys and stuff and nobody messed with me not one person threw a punch at me because I thought I was different you know so nobody knew how I was going to react so that was the thing like nobody uh-huh. ever messed with me like that's that was, crazy it's like, yeah. being, it's like being in the middle of a collision, but you're in the middle and they all go around you. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, yeah, so, man. So, so that was that was amazing. Uh, and I have, you know, hundreds of stories about that. Uh, but, yeah, imagine, <laughs> imagine yourself going to, like, another country where they've never seen a person of color, mind you, a, a, a brown kid, right? Yeah. So I was like, I was like a movie star. You know? Like, uh, I would go to the gym, out, and the kids would literally come and watch me work out, like, at midnight. And they're, like, I go running. This is another story. Um, I used to get up in the morning and go running, right? And uh, with my little shorts and stuff. And I would go to the bar afterwards or the restaurants. And the women would come up to me and say, how'd you get those legs so tight? You know, how, how, is your whole body tight? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, because they're all curious. They're like, yeah. hey, I mean, all this, all the same color? What's going I'm, on? I'm like, this is how I came out of the factory. So, so you, went, you went from the nickname uh, The Bullet to then the bar fight, you went to The Untouchable. <laughs> and then you went to the bar with the women to the, you know, all t- I'm very touchable. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my numbers definitely went up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the different, different, different evolutions there of, of your story there. Uh, that's cool, man. Again, like you said, yeah, there's not many, honestly, that are rugby players. I have a coworker that is um, Mexicano también, and he currently plays rugby just for fun. 
Yeah. Um, so if you're the second, you know, Mexicano that I know that's in, that's into well, rugby. Tony, Tony is also a a, a rugby player. So mm-hmm. now there's cool. there's more. So we talk about rugby and stuff. And actually, yeah. uh, in my uh, Instagram page on the PBA page, we have uh, one of our friends who plays for the um, Mexican national team. Uh, big dude, uh, just very strong. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah well, there you go. You know, again, another another sport, dude, that you know a lot of people didn't even know about, or maybe they hear, but it's not something, dude. So maybe maybe some are going to be like like you were with soccer in '94, right? They're going to yeah. go all in and do research <laughs> and, and find everything about rugby. Uh, but you know, we also had a conversation earlier too before the pod, man. That you know there are you know you do connect and you do you know a lot still. You're very connected with rugby still, and um, there are some members or uh, people that you talk to, right, in the in, a, in the rugby community that. Um, that you know, you try to you try to get them into also PVA and stuff, and then but there's been a couple conversations that happened. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there? Yeah. So, um, so real quick, when I came back from Europe, uh, I got older, you know, and I I joined a local team here in San Francisco. It's called the SFR, and uh, it's a gay team that plays in the gay league in San Francisco. Uh, and so, cool story, man. The guy who actually started the club. Uh, Mark Bingham, it's actually, he was killed on the flight from San Francisco to New York on September 11. Oh, wow. So when he died, yeah. So I wanted to play, you know, one of my last clubs. I wanted to play for something, San Francisco, something that represents the city. And I thought a gay club would be, you know, something real representative of San Francisco. Yeah. So I joined the team, you know, uh, literally made hundreds of friends during my first, uh, when I joined the team. And there was a lot, there's a lot of uh, Mexican-Americans who play for that team. Um, and so, you know, I know everybody is open-minded and everybody has different opinions about things, but I'm in a position where in San Francisco, we have that opportunity to be represented and loved by everybody, you know? And I'm blessed like that because I grew up knowing, you know, Samoans, Blacks, Chinese, Japanese, gays, lesbians, friends who are just of different backgrounds. And so... As, I'm, as we're getting more stronger and popular with PVA, um, I wanted to introduce my PVA friends with the Chicano gay community in San Francisco. And so I invited a couple of people over and uh, they were like, yeah, you know, you know, because n- not that they like soccer, but they were like, hey, that looks fun. Want to come over, get drunk, you know, be, be enjoy the Mexican Asian team. But uh, during the last the last invite that we had, they were telling me that they didn't feel comfortable with the whole puto uh, chant that we have. Um, and it's a very sad thing, very sad thing, because um, nobody should feel uncomfortable in their own city. Nobody should feel like they can't go to uh, an event, a bar, a restaurant, you know, in your own city. So it impacted me hard because uh, it makes me upset. You know, it makes me upset that there are still people that feel that way towards other people. Now, before we even get into this, I know that that word is part of our language, part of our lexicon, part of whatever you want to call it. But if we are told that it hurts people, that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Growing up, you know, we used to make gay jokes and there was, you know, we weren't politically correct when it came to things. But as you grow, as we all grow, we need to, because as Mexicanos, Chicanos, Latinos, we demand respect as well, right, from other people, right? Totally. If, yeah. if somebody is making fun of us, we're like, hey, man, no, we stand don't up. make fun yeah. of us. Yeah. So that's what we did again, and we, we should be like, hey, 
um, this is affecting other people. There's not even pissing off people. It's affecting other people, right? People that are neighbors, family. Let's not do that. You know, cut it out. So no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. That word doesn't define us to, you know, to to get to a point where we're willing to. First of all, you know, other people are offended, right? To 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 be okay with that. Second of all, also, it, it should, I mean, it shouldn't affect us in, in any any form or fashion. Like if we if we stop saying that word, nothing's gonna happen to us, right? We're still the yeah. same. You know, it's not it's not a word that, you know, that defines who what Mexican is. That is not what Mexican is. Now, I love what you said though. To your point, you know, yes, I understand. We grew up in a culture where it was, you know, you know, unfortunately, it was very common. And it's not something we're proud of, but guess what? Every culture has has things in our past that we're not happy or, or proud of. But the thing about it, just because it's in our past and it's something that we grew up with, doesn't make it right. 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 Uh, we need to get past that. And I think you know, you being in San Francisco, where it's just again, that's why another amazing play, uh, part of San Francisco is that it just has such a good, um, you know, it's it's just such a good population of 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 so many cultures, and you and everybody just gets along, right? And, it's, right. and you can feel it, right? I mean, what's the tagline there, right? Leave your about your heart. What is something? That, Leave what is your that heart. Called? I left my heart in San Francisco. Yeah, dude, because you definitely feel it, dude. They feel you feel the love there, um, and, that, and the fact that they were concerned about that—that's another example that you know people are offended by it, people are hurt by it, people don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, because of that. And we want to stop that, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the point. That's the point, right? That's so. One more thing, like, uh, and that's what we pride on in in PVSF, you know, like uh, because people ask us, like, what do you, what do you need to be in PVSF? We do have like a rule book that we've been created, but we don't push it hard on people. Yeah. And we literally say, respect the national anthem when it's playing, respect your people, you know, everybody around you, and literally anybody can join us, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, we have a guy from Guatemala who loves Mexico. Yeah. You know, so. When he comes over, I, I, I give a little pep talk before and I say, hey, we're, we're having a guy coming from Central America. Please do not like make him uncomfortable. You know, uh, people from other gangs come over and other gangs, not that I'm in a gang, but like different <laughs> gangs. They, they say, hey, uh, yeah. I'm from this neighborhood. Can I come down? And I'm like, look, man, we're coming here on one common ground. We're supporting the Mexican national team. Yeah. Leave that shit out of here, you know. 100%, and yeah. I, w I want I want my boys to come out from rugby. I want, I you know, whoever they are whatever their sexual preferences, I want them to come out and, and enjoy the game like I do, yeah. you know, be friends with everybody. And uh, so our goal for this for this uh, uh, year, or my goal is um, to make sure that they feel comfortable, make sure I can get them through one game at least, you know, yeah. make sure um, they come dressed as a woman if they want to yeah. come half naked if you want, you know, but uh, make <laughs> which sure. I hear, which I hear San Francisco is legal, right? You can literally walk around naked in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that so, changed, uh, people were saying that maybe wear an underwear because you know you're sitting in a public place and whatever. But you know, I love that's, how, that's what that I love. Sanitation. That. So, yeah, that you can. You want to, you know, taint your pubes blue? You can, you know, and show them <laughs> off. You can, you know, and that's yeah. okay. I mean, I've been to clubs where I've seen weird stuff going down, and it's okay. Like uh, yeah. you know, live your life and. and Every life, dude, and that's one of the you know one of my, my mantras or or you know one one of my uh, philosophies you know that I live by is you know don't don't be judgmental, just be curious. Like be curious, understand them, get to know people, talk to them, uh, because you know, that's that's where we default to is judgment, being judged. You know, yeah. oh, what are they wearing? What are they doing here? What is this? Like, no, dude, that's not gonna 
that's not going to um, help us as PVA members, but us us as as a as a culture, as a community, dude. I think again, I feel that we're on the we're on the right path. We're getting there. Um, not not a hundred percent, but you know these conversations that we're having, these stories that you're sharing with us, is going to bring that awareness to say, hey, dude, it's got to stop. Like you know, and as people are going to argue and do that, I understand we can't change the, can't change everybody's mind. But if we can change one or two right now because of this episode, yeah. that's a win. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, shout out to the to to that group. I mean, to your team. Um, th- what's the name of the rugby team? SF uh, SF Fog F O G like the fog. The comes SF in every fog. Day. Oh, sweet, yeah. man. So, so I'm um, gonna yeah, go ahead. I'll say we're gonna definitely you know support them as well, man. Cheer them on, you know, and then definitely shout out to that to that to that team, sure. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we're time does fly when we're having a good conversation, you know, and this, this won't be the last for sure, man. We'll definitely uh, you know, get together one day in person, you know. And like I said, I was in San Francisco not too long ago. If I would have known, I would have hit You're you calling, up. Man. Uh but you know what, that's not my last time going out there for um so we'll definitely connect one day and just have some more amazing conversations. Uh, I'd like to, you know, end with in any final thoughts or shout outs, um, anything that you're working on, special projects that you want to, you know, want to want to mention? Yeah. Uh, so I want to give, of course, shout out to uh, Iman, Emmanuel, uh, Tony, Juanito, uh, Ray Coca, who is, uh, I don't know if you met him, but he's one of the, uh, our members, who's one of the craziest guys I've ever met in my life. Super interesting, super polite. Um, uh, everybody from PBASF who comes out, uh, definitely the SFOG, um, everybody in San Francisco that supports us. Um, we are currently, you know, working on uh, the caravan that we're taking down to LA for the LA game. Uh, we're, we, we're painting Las Mantas and we're getting drums ready and all that stuff. Um, and we're also, uh, I want to push a, a website that I'm doing. It's uh, it's, it's called uh, Support IT, Support It. And what it is, is um, I'm in the IT world. Uh, and what I want to do is I want to donate uh, 10 hours uh, a week helping out people with their IT needs, uh, free of charge, um, whatever they need, just all the people that need the phone set up, uh, internet, the cameras, uh, you know, installation of printers, whatever, uh, just because uh, <clears throat> I want to give back to my community because uh, San Francisco's giving me so much, man, and uh, like I love my city, and I want to help out everybody that's around. Um, also, if you want to join PBA San Francisco, all you have to do is you don't have to text me or call me or email me. You have to just show up, ask for Karma, that's my nickname, Karma, and I'm gonna buy you first drink. Just say, hey, I heard that you're Karma. You're buying everybody new member a new drink. I buy a drink. I'll introduce you to the whole crowd, and you'll have a family of 40, 50 people. You know, in less than one day. <laughs> nice, bro. Um, hey, better, better, better take up in that offer, man. That's just, that's such a cool, <laughs> sweet deal, bro. For sure. Um, and next time you're in San Francisco, man, hit me up. I'll take you around. You know, places. Uh, I mean, I I know there's a spot down downtown where it's a music venue, but there's a speakeasy on the ground. And there's yes. a bureau that says uh, Baghdad by the Bay, and there's actual uh, a bullet shots of a fight that happened there. Yeah, it's so unique, bro. Like it's so unique. Dude, it's I love speak. I love I love history. I yeah. Love speak. I love I love you know cocktails. Yeah. So you you add history and cocktails. Uh, sign me up, man. And I think you, you know. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, underground, you know, passwords, all. Dude, I, I geek out. <laughs> My goal one day is to have a house with like a hidden compartment where you like move a book or something yeah. and you go. It's like. <laughs> but then people people are gonna think weird, like what do you have back there? You yeah, know, like, <laughs> what's your secrets? <laughs> uh, dude, so that's cool. So so support IT and and again that's, a, that's something that you're working on just to help uh, yeah, pay it I'm, forward. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pushing the website in a month and uh, it's just gonna be ten hours. People can book me and it's free of charge. Uh, I'm doing uh, level one support, so nothing too crazy, you know, programming and stuff. But 
um, I want to do just help out uh, anybody that needs any IT support. You know, uh, that's cool. I, by time, you know, I'll help you out. And you know what? I mean, especially you know, in, in our community, right? There's a lot of uh, you know, I mean, think about it with, with the pandemic and, and we hear a lot of these underserved communities that just, you know, couldn't these kids couldn't go to school or didn't have the resources or the even the connectivity. Uh, dude, it's so cool that you're offering that up. And if, you know, more and more people do that again, one, another one. I mean, that's that's just amazing, dude. So thank you for that. Right on, man. Right on. Oh, yeah, right. forget uh, Dan, man, from uh, uh, Australia. Uh, British yeah. guy, you probably met him. Uh, super cool, dude. We send him a PVHR. He's foreign loyalty to PVSF. Big shout out to him. Uh, he loves Mexican soccer. He's a big Chivas supporter. The guy knows a lot. Uh, the only problem is he's an Arsenal fan, but it's okay. Like it's not, not everybody's perfect. But yeah, shout out to uh, a Dan man. Dan the man. Yeah, dude, we had him in one of our episodes. He was. Yeah. That was, that was fun to get him in too because of the time zone. Uh, we're actually getting another one, another uh, Mexican Mexico uh, member that lives in Australia that Dan connected with. Nice. Um, we're trying to get him on again, but dude, that nice. time zone kills us, bro. It's just yeah. Yeah, I always call them, dude. When I call them, I do your calling from the future because it's already Monday and we're yeah, Sunday. Man. Like, you're crazy. 12 hours ahead. Yeah, bro. So that's cool. Hey, shout out to Dan. Dan, again, you have another big fan here, dude. I mean, definitely, we, we uh, you know, you're definitely a, a member of PVA. Um, we're just waiting for you to start a chapter up there, dude. Where's Australia Seriously. PVA, bro? I mean, that's Seriously. just, that's, we're waiting for that. That'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, again, um, Carlos, thank you for this opportunity, man. I know that, you know, we're trying to, con you know, get some of your, uh, you know, rugby player, rugby, rugby community to come in and talk to us, but they're busy. Hey, next time, if they're available, we'd like to talk to them and chat with them. But I think our goal, right, get, have them go to one game, let them know, hey, this is who we are. You know, we, we, we're here with open arms. We, you know, we, we're accepting of everybody, dude. It doesn't matter, your, you know, the country that you represent, the team you support, uh, you know, and, of course, you know, your, your preference, you know, of whatever, your lifestyle. It doesn't matter. We, we, we definitely um, open you with uh, – we have, we'll have you with open arms. Um, so, again, thank you, Greta. Great conversation. Again, it's Argento here from hot, sunny, freaking hell, Arizona. <laughs> to the bay area where it's fresh yeah. it smells and it's just the foods um <laughs> once again hasta luego amigos muchas gracias thank you very much see you right on man thank you for sharing that bro yeah yeah thank you it was fun yeah. Dan, I, yeah, so you've been, yeah, Dan, Dan's like a, the biggest fan of PVA in Mexico. It's crazy, dude. I, I don't story. even know how that happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. British guy in Australia supporting Chivas, loving yeah. the Mexican national team. Oh, there's another guy. There's a, I don't know if you've seen him. He's French. He's always posting stuff, uh, tagging me on uh, PVASF. Uh, he's a uh, French, uh, Ukrainian French, lives in Paris, super supportive of national team. Yeah. Send me over uh, his info, dude. Send me those yeah. info. 